you better work. Couple girl. Give it a twirl. Oh, whoopsie. I got it wrong. <laughs> Do your thing on the runway. Welcome to the Take It Off show. I'm Andarji. I am still high from this weekend's fashion show. I'm still on a high. I'm not high. But uh, where, yeah, where are my manners? Introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Donald Brooks. Uh, I am in Arlington, Virginia, and I have a bald head. It's so shiny right now. I wish you could see it. But if you can, go to my Instagram, take it off show to watch this entire thing. Uh, this weekend, Fashion Bazaar held an amazing vintage fashion show at Finch's Sandwich Shop. It was a combination of diva and delicious. I wanted to do a deep dive on how fashion shows started, shows that were groundbreaking, and shows that should have been buried underneath the ground. But before we jump in, this is the 80th time you've been on an episode, but the first time from Arlington. Catch the people up. What have you been up to? Um, So far, I've just been working this new job, trying to get accustomed to the to the culture shock that is Arlington, Virginia versus Georgia. So, like, I, I think that's the biggest thing I've been trying to get used to so far, so... Uh, do people oh, do people say, "Hey, you kind of look familiar. You look like Caillou." They actually say I look like Michael B. Jordan. Oh, so, I see that um, too. I see that too in that one movie, Creed. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's a compliment, but I mean it's. Mm -hmm. I am that kind of good looking guy, so. Okay, okay. Uh, speaking of good looking, this week mm -hmm. I went to a fashion show and I didn't only attend it, but I actually walked in it. So oh. move over, Bella Hadid. Mm. And I did. Oh my gosh, it was so nerve wracking. Um, the whole thing was clown themed, which, you know, I already told you beforehand, like, this is so scary. I'm going to look crazy, but... It was clown theme with a touch of fashion, if that makes any sense at all. None at all. None. Top, mm. Like was it like different colors? Just all like just clown colors and all clown colors, clown makeup, vintage stuff from decades before we were alive and thriving. And Sound like a horror movie. <laughs> it was overall i just had such a good time the people were great honestly and i think that they are going to do another one i don't know about this year but they said they had a lot of fun with it and they want to do it again so shout That's out cool. to them yeah was that your first ever walk down the runway yes and i killed it this drag queen gave me tips on like how to throw my jacket over the shoulder <laughs> and oh. i looked amazing i'm going to show it to you after this episode but when I was doing this, I was Googling like old fashion shows. What was the very first fashion show? And according to the Google, the very first fashion show was in 1860 by this dude named Charles Frederick Worth. His brand was actually called House of Worth. Oh, that's a nice name. <laughs> it is very sick. He was really into detailing, using luxury fabric. Think back to like Marie Antoinette's... Um, the BBL looks before BBL was a thing. Oh, those dresses with the the butts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were they were a, they were very ahead of their time. 
and back then fashion shows weren't really called fashion shows it was just like called actually fashion parades which mm. they need to bring that name back but he used real women instead of mannequins and these parades were not giving okay there was no music there was no choreography it was always really small mostly private events for buyers photography i mean this is the 1800s but yeah. even back then they were banned because they were scared that people would like copy their designs they were banned. So that's what I'm saying. If you even own a camera back then, it's like you're not going to these events unless you have money. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. I imagine, I think I was reading to where I guess it was started because like, things were going so well economic-wise, and I guess that's a way to flaunt your money in a way. It is a good Why not? Very bourgeoisie. And then fast forward a little bit to 1901, this girl named... Lady Duff, not Hillary Duff, came around the block. Mistake, but okay. <laughs> okay, just making sure, you know what I'm saying? Okay. She wanted to add a little spice. And she even had a name for the catwalk show. It was called Gowns of Emotion. There was music, lights. This time they actually had choreography. And she had a much larger audience. Um, still bourgeoisie class, of course. Uh, invite only. You know, but she was doing the damn thing, you know, having a stage, like it really gives that performance feel, the whole sitting front row makes you feel exclusive. Yeah, it makes you want to buy some of their stuff. Yes, like, and before then, I mean, now if you sit front row at a fashion walk, it's kind of known you're an important person. Yeah, is it more for status nowadays rather than buying anything or selling? It's it's both, but that whole sitting front row, like she kind of created that being a thing. Mm. And who move along, move along, move along. A couple of decades goes by, and I mean, I'm talking about the 1960s. So they, the people in the 1960s were like, we want change. And, you know, you're thinking, oh, my God, gender equality, civil rights. And they were like, um, no, <laughs> we just want new scenery. So Balmain presented a collection, 1965, at a wine cellar. Oh, very interesting. So, so Paco Rabanne, R.I.P. to a G, held a show at a crazy horse saloon. Now, what do you think of when you think of crazy horse saloon? I think of horses. You think of and horses beer. and <laughs> beer. The, well, you, you have the beer part right because this was basically a modern day strip club. Oh, wait, why is it called horse? Then? I have no idea. And it was actually like at a cabaret show, a lot of naked women. It was barely any clothes. Oh, my kind of show. Yeah. Um, no, no, not <laughs> your kind of show. This is the only show you need to be on and the only show you need to be watching and the only show you need to be listening. Okay. Understood. And they had music, but th this actually, in my opinion, kind of like re reinvented the whole fashion show thing because now whatever location that you have the fashion show, it has to be on themed with the clothes. So the garment has to be specific. The music has to be specific. Everything has to mesh together under a theme. You can't have it at like a football field and showing softball clothing. It doesn't make sense. 
right. Just right? I mean, why, why would you expect anything else? I mean, I don't understand. If you're going to, like, Burger King, it's you're a, not going to... They're not going to sell McDonald's fries. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know what you would expect. It's kind of okay, expected. E okay, irrelevant story, but, like, actually speaking of that, Burger... I'm doing that ADHD thing, but Burger King one time shut down, and the store location still had the signs and everything, so the the people working there still sold burgers but they oh yeah I'm a... <laughs> yeah but they had like dixie cups and <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. regular aluminum foil and oh my god <laughs> anyways back to back to fashion back to fashion okay so we're skipping a few years now we are in the 80s where gender equality and civil rights do exist we did it oh we're almost there we are, Absolutely. and not only that, but wage equality. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. No, you were supposed to say, really? Oh, I'm sorry, really? No, but, all right. Wow, <laughs> you don't do that to me, okay. Don't get with your stuff, R.I.P. to Terry Mugler. He put together a show in 1984, and the reason I say this is because he let the public buy tickets. He's the first person to actually open a fashion show to the public. You know, they're very exclusive. And they were around $20, which today is around $70. Wait, when? In 1984. Oh, 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 okay, yeah. I don't know if the conversion is correct, but okay. Uh, uh, it is. You can look it up. Okay, and, go ahead. And so a little over 4,000 people showed up and showed out. And this was at a rock stadium for, it was intended for rock concerts. Mm -hmm. um, but he was like, no, screw that. We're going to do it my way. So mm -hmm. if you're having, yeah, a rock stadium, you kind of are picturing how is that even going to work for a fashion show? All right. Like, like I feel like that it's would too be. too far away to like notice even the details of the fashion. So it would be so boring. What are you showcasing? What? What? What do you mean? Why was it? Why would it be boring? Because it's like if you are in an audience of that size, you are really expecting like a show, like a rock show, a theater show, instead of a fashion show where it's just people walking. I mean, what do you expect at like a smaller like fashion show? Yeah, size people walking. I guess because it's a smaller amount of people, the expectation isn't high. That's what I was thinking, but you were actually right because. This man showed out people. He had models that were sliding on sleighs with wheels, not heels. He had female wrestlers. He had huh. angels in evening dresses. When I say angels, they literally had on wings. He had a woman in the sky with a baby shooting arrows into the audience. This isn't a fashion show. This is a fashion show. And then at the oh. end... They threw pink paper petals at the crowd. I mean, that's that's not a fashion show. It was that's a fashion not, experience. No. I don't. Even, that's not even a fashion experience. That's just like a group of people coming together and seeing random stuff. No, so like, the clothes were sick. They were so sick, mm -hmm. and he got a standing ovation. But even though he got, yeah. even though he got a standing ovation, the fashion community they were just like, meh. 
Uh, well, Kelsey, he didn't have much to do with fashion, I don't feel. I don't see how that would make a big impact in the fashion world. Oh, so you're on their side? Um, I don't know who they are, but sure, why not? <laughs> well, his fashion show wasn't the first or the last to have mixed reviews. One of the wildest fashion shows, in my opinion, that I have ever came across has got to be hands down Alexander McQueen. Which, if you are a loyal listener and you go back to old episodes, you've heard me talk a lot about how I think that Alexander McQueen is the god of fashion shows. But this one really takes the cake. Did you see the link that I sent you? I, I, I did not see that. Good. Good. So Why? I knew you, I sent him a link to, uh, like, a bunch of links to all of these fashion shows and I knew he wouldn't open all of them because there's too much reading. So, no, I like reading. Thank you very much. You sent them like 20 minutes before, so that's why. Hey, 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 now. Okay, so <laughs> this one in 2000, he came out with a show called Voss, which is named after this Norwegian small town that is really known for nature and wildlife, and it's very quaint. So the seats at the fashion show, they were in a square. They were surrounding a large square glass and they were sitting in complete dark, the audience, for two hours. And the, Yes. It was very, very out there. And the glass is reflecting of yourself. So they're sitting there in complete silence looking at themselves for two hours. Then the show starts. This glass box lights up. And inside, it's this room that's white padded walls, white padded ceilings. Think of a mental asylum back in the day that was the vibe it was giving and then inside the room there's another small box that's clear and glass and it's a little bit dirty okay have the image in your head yeah then the models come out the models are like very very thin they are they have bandages wrapped completely around their head they look a little bit... What's the politically correct word I'm looking for? Small? No. Oh! Uh, mentally handicapped? Um, I was going to say they just look a little bit eerie. Oh. <laughs> okay. They look a little bit eerie. They models... They just kind of looked out of it. Really. Mm. And so... Then they had dresses that came out. One of the dresses had like moss on the hat. Another dress is completely in feather from like head to toe. And then at the very end, they turn it pitch black. So they turn it pitch black. And then when they turn it back on, all the models are gone. And remember the dirty box I was telling you about? This yeah. woman appears in the dirty box a little bit on the heavier side, completely naked. She's wearing nothing but a breathing oxygen mask around her head, and she's covered in live moths. What? Yes. And then the models come out walking at the very end surrounding her, and some of the models, they're wearing, like, taxidermy eagles on top of their heads. And so the whole thing is very naturey but a little bit eerie and 
you know, you like this? I I thought it was very interesting. Like you have to go and click the last link I sent you, just the last link. And it, you know, people were saying like, okay, the live moths were representing the ugly butterfly, and they had her being kind of like a little bit heavier because at that time. Alexander McQueen had just gotten liposuction and he was feeling very self-conscious about his weight and his decision and he was in a really dark place. This is all allegedly, but you know that he passed away because he committed suicide. So right before that, they were saying they were kind of looking at his old shows and how dark they got. And this is one of the darkest shows, in my opinion, that he did. And I mean, it was really something that I think everyone should at least look at one time. Um, I don't think I'll pass. But, well, put it like this. So it wasn't a fashion show per se as it was like an art exhibit. It was both. It was both. Where's the fashion in that, though? No, I told you, like, the taxidermy heads, like, that was an outfit piece. Like, the feather. Wearing angel wings and yeah. taxidermy eagles on your head. You yeah. Know? Of it's more like an art kind of but presentation. He's a, but he's a fashion designer, and who's to say what's fashion and what isn't? I mean, if you're wearing something, I think that's fashion. So if they're wearing that, then that's fashion. You go outside. I don't see anybody with dead eagles on their head. Well, just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not fashion. But once you see it, then it becomes fashion. Somewhat. Okay. I, I see your point a little bit. But R.I.P. to Alexander McQueen. And this next one. R.I.P. to all of the goats on this list. Everyone on this list has really made an imprint on clothing and how we view it. This next one doesn't go unnoticed. Carl Lagerfeld, who they are actually dedicating this year's Met Gala to. I'm excited. He did a fashion show for Chanel in 2016. This show had everything, child. It, it, Donald just made a, a look at me when I did that noise. <laughs> it was under a man-made Eiffel Tower front row seats you are looking at Tracy Ellis Ross Katy Perry Pharrell who was their ambassador at the time remember that a lot of grays and blacks and tweed and leather I mean okay the clothing was very on par with the brand of Chanel that's not why I'm really bringing this up the part I was obsessed with was the fact that they had a rocket launch Wait, what? Yes, and this is why I wanted... If, if you didn't see any of the links, I wanted you to see this link so badly. They had a rocket launch with the Chanel sign. It was epic. I've never... Maybe like a real rocket launch or just like a toy? I don't, I don't know, but it was ginormous, and you have to look it up. Wait, can you look it up right now while we're on... While we're talking? No. I can't. Yeah. He, he cannot. Disappointment. But Disappointment. It's... What did you say? Nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> but I was obsessed with it. I think every everyone was pretty obsessed with it because I haven't seen anything like that ever. Um, How expensive could that be, though? That's insane. Okay, that is also another thing. Like, the man-made Eiffel Tower, it's huge. 
Yeah, I saw. I think I saw that actually. Yeah, that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like the whole show in itself was expensive. To even have that was expensive. The rocket launch was expensive. Like, I don't think, even though this was really sick, you could tell. Like, you can't compare it to some of these other fashion shows because they just didn't have the funding for it. So I can't oh, put yeah, it on I mean, the same scale. Are they making any money out of these? Yes. Or is it just? I don't see how. What do you mean? All the clothes that they're selling, they're making money. And also, they already have... Well, they're probably selling it that many. Come on. Even, okay, the clothes, even those who say they sold the whole collection, Chanel in itself makes millions a year around the world. I feel like fashion shows are mostly just ways to spend money to actually promote your status more than it is about gaining income. That is very true as well. I agree with you on that and I wanted to finish this up with a few other fashion shows but as you know I am not good with time no she is not so let's get into this news this fashion news let's get into this week's fashion news I need a segment for this before it was called take it in but that doesn't sound mm, really fashion newsy Help me come up with some names. If you're, listen- if you're listening to this, help me come up with some names to introduce this segment. Go ahead, Donald. You put me on the spot now? Well, yes. Help me come up with a name. How about Fashion News Weekly? Okay, so we're going to get into the news. So- See, I should treat me, man. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> They just announced that Pharrell Williams is going to be the new menswear creative director for Louis Vuitton. The person who did it last was Virgil Abloh. What what do you feel? I mean, I think Pharrell brings I don't does he does he mesh with do you think he meshes well because I feel like he's coming from like a hip hop kind of background mm. i don't think they kind of market it towards that well mm. well okay so he did do a collaboration with them twice right. before with louis vuitton with louis vuitton i can never pronounce it right and i don't care but he did a collaboration with them in like 2004 or 2003 he did a sunglasses collaboration with them and then he did a collaboration with them again for jewelry and before and before that he was an ambassador for Chanel and he also did a collaboration with Chanel. So he has been and then remember back in like I think it was like 2000 he did he created um what was it called Billionaire Boys Club. Do you remember that streetwear oh, brand? Uh, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, so he has been and that was like oh my god almost 20 years. So he's been <laughs> in the fashion world making a mark for a while. Yeah, but still, I mean, I don't know. Who's who's to say he can't change his style, like, to fit? I think he's very, like, one-dimensional in a way. That he, he only people who like Pharrell's style are going to go, like, towards. He's not going to change his style for Louis Vuitton or his ideas. He's not going to go for, like, the mass kind of market kind of deal. He's just going to go with his own ideas and his own style. And I mean, it's positive in some ways and negative in others. But I kind of hope he does though. I kind of hope he does it his own way because Virgil Abloh, he did off white, 
And when he joined Louis Vuitton, it was a really big thing. He was like the first black man to do that, to be in that kind of position. And well, in that position for Louis Vuitton, there's been other black men who've been successful in fashion, who've had high positions. But just the fact that Virgil Abloh died and he was in that position, I think he has really big shoes to fill. So I think his best bet is to do something completely different. Yeah, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with like doing something different. I mean, otherwise, you try something, see if it works. And I mean, you didn't pay that much money, and they obviously have trust in you. So I mean, try different ideas, you know. Exactly. Well, Donald Wayne Brooks Jr., you have yes, you have been an absolute. Hmm. Don't say a bad word. You have been an absolute guest. Oh, thanks. I, you know, what's funny is I, I'm wrapping this up, but he is completely bald and I have a scarf over my head and I kind of feel like we've switched roles today unintentionally. What? Yes. Because our, our looks like I have a covered head. You have a, a head. Oh, uh, yeah, I do have a head. Thanks. Yeah. I'm glad that you like it. I do. <laughs> Uh, any last words for the listener? Um, take care of yourselves. Live life the way you live life. Thank you. And it is really good to take care of yourself. We have been on this kind of healthy cleanse. We've been working out every day. We actually have a competition going. Can I tell them about it? Yeah, sure. I mean, honestly, y'all know who the winner is. So we have a competition. And next month is going to be our one-year anniversary we're going to take a picture of our bodies, and then in one year, we're going to see who lost the most weight or who is the most in shape. Yeah, I mean, I don't see the point of running a competition if we already know the winner. So, he's, I mean, he's talking a lot of game, and we have this on record. But Yeah, I am talking a lot of game because I can back it up, Missy. It hasn't even been a year yet. It hasn't even been our one year yet. Well, sometimes you can predict the future. Sometimes you just know. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful Tuesday. Bye. That's what's out. That's what's in. See you next week on Next Week's Trend. Follow me at Take It Off Show, and I'll see you next Tuesday at 5 p.m.